to Burlington Humane, the podcast of the Burlington Humane Society, Ontario's premier no-kill shelter. Bye, society. Bye, society. Burlington Humane is my society. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Burlington Humane, the podcast of the Burlington Humane Society. My name is Doug, and I'm coming to you from beautiful Burlington, Ontario, Canada. On this episode of Burlington Humane, we're going to learn about cats with FIV with Dr. Tina Hall from Hedden Forest Animal Hospital. We'll learn about how to socialize a new puppy during physical distancing, and we'll hear about all the latest news and events. So stay with us for this and much more on Burlington Humane. virus that cats get is feline immunodeficiency virus or FIV. We frequently have cats that have FIV. I talked with Dr. Tina Hall of Hedden Forest Animal Hospital to find out exactly what it is and how serious it is for our cats. I'm here with Dr. Tina Hall, who is a veterinarian at Hedden Forest Veterinary Hospital. Welcome, Dr. Tina, to Burlington Humane. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> Dr. Tina, we have a few cats that have FIV. I've heard of the initials FIV. What exactly is that? What does that stand for? FIV means feline immunodeficiency virus, and it's a virus that cats can get from other cats, and it's very similar to the human HIV virus. So it's one of those viruses as a RNA virus that is uh, not that common in cats anymore. Only about four to five percent of cats in Canada have it, um, but it was a virus that we had a lot of trouble getting rid of in the veterinary community. Because we still see a fair number of of strays, especially, that have FIV. Yeah. So FIV is more common in the stray population because it is definitely more common in cats that are outdoors. FIV is transmitted by deep bite wounds. So it's more common in cats that fight that are outside. It can, in very rare cases, be transmitted from a mother to a baby. But for, for some reason, it's not as commonly transmitted that way and sometimes a mom can have a whole bunch of babies a mom cat can have a whole bunch of babies and only a couple will have the FIV virus but currently it is more commonly uh, contracted from cat to cat by deep bite wounds so that's a really good reason to keep your cat indoors yes yes and also it's another really good reason to neuter your cats because it also is more common in intact male cats because they tend to fight more for territory so when a cat isn't neutered they tend to fight more and those are the ones that contract fiv huh and so if a if a cat does have fiv then what do we need to look out for? What's going to happen with that cat? So a lot of cats that have FIV can go on to live a normal life with no concerns. 
cats with FAV, I generally recommend a twice yearly check with your veterinarian. And I also recommend blood work and urine at least once a year to look for infection and other signs of the virus spreading throughout the body. The thing is with FIV, it can cause cancer in some cases of cats. So that can make them more prone to certain other symptoms, which are like not eating, vomiting, diarrhea, losing weight. Those are the biggest things we see when a cat has FIV that gets sick. Other things to watch for are signs of infection. So that would be something like a fever. So if a cat is not eating, that's a sign of a fever sometimes. So if they're more common to get infections, it's important for a cat with FIV to go with a veterinarian. But like I said, most commonly FIV cats, they most commonly can live long, healthy lives without any symptoms. It just depends on the cat and whether the virus decides to cause other issues in their body. So if they've got feline immune deficiency virus, does that mean that their immune system is compromised and they're more susceptible to infections, diseases? So their immune system is compromised and it mainly is the T lymphocyte cells, which are important cells in your body that are compromised so they can get low. And when those get low, it's hard to fight infection. So that's the biggest reason why cats with FIV can get more prone to having infections. We have a clinic cat at our clinic named Meep and he has FIV and we have to be very, very careful when we have a sick cat in the clinic to keep them isolated because we don't want to catch anything from those cats. Mm -hmm. They can more commonly get the upper respiratory viruses. So vaccines are really recommended for cats with FIV because those cats are more susceptible to those types of things. Now, if we have a male cat that's been neutered, Mm -hmm. he has FIV, is he able to be adopted out to a family that already has a cat that doesn't have FIV? Yes, he can in some situations. Most situations they can. The biggest thing you have to watch for is when you're integrating the cats, if they're gonna have a lot of fights, those cats shouldn't be paired together. But in most cases, when a cat is neutered, they're not gonna have that aggressive tendency. So there's lots of ways that you can introduce a cat with FIV into your household with cats that don't have FIV. And the best way to do it is gradually with the use of, um, with the use of enrichment techniques and use of feel away, which is a synthetic pheromone that will help cats keep calm. But definitely is one of those things, you can definitely have a cat with FIV and a cat without FIV as long as they're not biting each other. Okay, so a a good slow introduction is really important for the cat to be introduced into the household. Yes, for sure. And there's a lot of things you can do in the environment. We have a term we call MEMO, which means multimodal environmental modifications. And that type of thing can really help you introduce cats with other cats in the household. And there's a really great website called uh, www.com catvets.org and they are the American Association of Feline Practitioners. They have a lot of information about introducing two cats. They have a lot of information about FIV as well on there. All right. That's really good. So if people come to the Burlington Humane Society and they see a cat that has FIV, they shouldn't be concerned about that, about adopting that animal. They should see it as just another option 
that they could adopt and bring home. Yeah, exactly. The biggest thing I would say with anybody wanting to adopt a cat that has FIV, just expect to bring your cat regularly for visits at the vet clinic because they are more prone to certain infections. And it's more important to check those cat's blood to make sure they're not hiding anything. As with every cat, cats are very good at pretending they're feeling good when they're feeling sick. So cats, we recommend every year at least to come to the vet. If a cat's over seven, we recommend twice a year. But I really strongly recommend cats with FIV always be checked at least twice a year by a veterinarian just because they are more prone to certain things. But that that in by no means is a reason not to adopt a cat with FIV. They actually usually are the most gentle, loving souls. Mm-hmm. They usually are male cats that are super uh, that are super happy and love people so much yeah Yeah. now we've we've learned here at the humane society that if a cat gets stressed that's when they'll get sick that's when uh, if they if they have anything underlying that's when it will come out is it important for a cat with fiv to be in a really calm quiet calm household yeah in general I recommend definitely them being in a calm household but also in a household that does a lot of enrichment with their cats so over the years in veterinary medicine we've really learned stress really affects cats health so using things like enrichment techniques which is just like having a lot of toys having a lot of scratching posts having a food in a way that they want keeping their litter boxes clean and spotless more than one litter box if you more than the rule is generally um, if you have one cat then you have two litter boxes if you have two cats you have three litter boxes so all of those types of things will reduce stress so those are all hints that you can get from your veterinarian if you want to take on a cat that has the feline immunodeficiency virus oh great so you can come to the burlington humane society and see all of our cats as potential adoptive animals even those with fiv Yes, that's right. Yeah, give them a loving home. They're all the best cats here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Tina. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for coming to Burlington Humane. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> You can now support Burlington Humane when you make purchases from Amazon. You can purchase items from the Amazon website and have them delivered directly to BHS. During checkout, enter our address as the delivery location, 740 Griffith Court, Burlington, Ontario, L7L5R9. Search Amazon wishlist Burlington Humane Society for items that we are in need of. We appreciate all purchases and donations. Thank you from Burlington Humane. in the number of people that have new puppies due to the fact that they are working more at home or are at home more due to the pandemic. However, because we are asked to physically distance, how do we ensure our new puppy is properly socialized? 
Here are some ways to socialize a new puppy and continue to physically distance. How do you socialize a puppy while maintaining physical distancing? During a time when physical distancing and working from home has become the new normal due to COVID-19, one of the greatest comforts has come from our four-legged friends. And for many families, this has resulted in becoming first-time puppy adopters, thanks to having more time at home to train them. But how do you socialize a puppy while maintaining physical distancing? Even though we may not be able to take our new puppy family members to many new places to socialize right now, there are many new experiences you can give your pet at home to help them become well-socialized, happy, and healthy pups. We want to increase their confidence by exposing them to as many various stimulants as possible. Pull out objects or appliances they have never seen before and reward your puppy with praise and treats for going up to investigate. Place some interesting materials on the floor to get your puppy used to walking on different surfaces. Things like cardboard, metal baking trays, wood, or pillows work great. Play dress up and wear different hats. Use the view from your window or front yard or sitting in your car with the air conditioning to go people watching. Reward your puppy for looking at people, cars, dogs, and other interesting sights from a distance. Although it may take a bit more effort, socializing your new puppy is still a very important step for developing healthy and happy pups. She's there for you when work is stressful. She's there for you when life is hard. She's there for you when you need a friend. Be there for her. Register for Pet First Aid today. The next course is May 16th here at Burlington Humane. We rescue so many animals each year, and each one has a history. And we can only imagine the fear and pain they suffered. No matter how much we would like to take their previous pain away, all we can do is treat their wounds, love them, and ensure they are safe for the remainder of their life. We pay homage to all of our rescued pets in this poem entitled, Ode to Our Rescued Pets.
There's no need to flinch when I lift my hand. No need to cower each time I stand. No need to run when I come near. No need to tremble, I see your fear. You can sleep with both eyes shut. Don't need to jump when you wake up. Your food is yours to eat in peace. No need to fight to keep your feast. You don't need to lie upon a hard floor. The beds and sofas are yours to explore. Don't need to sit out in the rain. The house is your shelter, your new domain. I cannot erase the memories and fears. I can't compensate for the wasted years. All I have is what you see, but I give you it all, and I give you me. I give you these arms to comfort and hold. I give you this voice for the joys you'll be told. I give you my heart and abundance of love. I give you my soul, and I hope it's enough. And now it's time for news and events. In response to the COVID-19 advisories, we have restricted our access to Burlington Humane by the general public. Guests are no longer able to drop into Burlington Humane unannounced. Access to our shelter is now by appointment only. We are trying to limit access to keep everyone safe. Be sure to stay informed about all the animals that are available for adoption. We are currently featuring daily videos of our available animals. We're also doing virtual room tours of our animal rooms. Be sure to subscribe to our social media pages to watch these videos. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Videos of our animals can also be found on our website at www.burlingtonhumane.ca. Stay informed and up to date with Burlington Humane. These are challenging times for Canadian charities, including Burlington Humane Society. As you can imagine, we have been hit hard during this crisis. We rely completely on donations, but unfortunately they have been down the last few months. We have also had to cancel all of our fundraising events due to the crown and physical distancing restrictions. If you are able to make a financial donation, it would be greatly appreciated. Any and all donations are a big help and will ensure that we continue support and operation of Burlington Humane. Burlington Humane Kids Club is back in virtual format. Children between the ages of 8 and 12 
we'll learn about cats and dogs and how to take care of them. Plus, we will have guest speakers from the animal welfare field. Go to our website to register. BurlingtonHumane.ca and join Burlington Humane Kids Club. We have changed the way we are doing things at Burlington Humane. We have reduced our hours at Burlington Humane. Our hours are now Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. One of our more notable adoptions was Agatha. Agatha is a senior cat around 12 years of age and she came to us in August of last year. She has pancreatitis, anorexia, and arthritis in her hips. Although she received a lot of attention, she was at Burlington Humane for a long time as people were hesitant to take on a senior cat, especially one with multiple medical issues. However, Agatha's adopter did come along and Agatha is now in her forever home, loving life. We are very happy for Agatha and know that she has a safe place to live out her senior years. Our secondhand stores, The Loft and The Attic, are temporarily closed. The Loft is located at our shelter and The Attic is located in downtown Burlington on John Street. Because they are closed, we ask people not to bring donations for the store and please do not leave them outside. We do not have anyone there at to accept them or process them. We will let you know when the loft and attic resume operations. Join us on Wednesday, April 28th at 6 p.m. while Malcolm Benjamin will be virtually speaking to us about the Benjamin Project, a non-profit initiative educating children on responsible pet ownership and animal stewardship and raising funds for shelters, sanctuaries, and rescues. The Benjamin Project was inspired by Malcolm's dog, Benjamin. Malcolm will also be unveiling a nationwide education program and a new scholarship program. Burlington Humane will be the first pilot location for the scholarship. Registration for the event is by donation. You can also order Benjamin's book with proceeds going to Burlington Humane. So join us for Wednesday, April 28th, 6 p.m. for The Benjamin Project. More information can be found on our website at burlingtonhumane.ca. The City of Burlington has a mandatory indoor mask requirement. And as such, all of our volunteers, staff, and guests must wear masks at all time while visiting Burlington Humane. All guests are required to bring their own mask. However, we do have reusable masks on hand, which we ask our guests to return at the end of each visit. We also have face shields for those guests who are not able to wear a mask for medical reasons. Are you prepared to help your pet in the event of an accident? What will you do until you can get them to the veterinarians? Burlington Humane is proud to offer Walks and Wags Pet First Aid course. Walks and Wags Pet First Aid are national leaders in pet first aid and have the longest standing pet first aid course in Canada. It has earned the stamp of approval from Animal Wellness, North America's top animal wellness magazine. This hands-on live practical gives you the skills and confidence to deal with illness and emergencies. The 10-hour course 
deals with how to prevent injuries, early signs of illness and poisoning, bandaging and splinting techniques, emergency medical conditions, choking, artificial respiration and CPR, and much, much more. Upon su successful completion, you'll receive a certificate valid for three years. Our next Pet First Aid courses are May 16th and August 8th. Go to our website at www.burlingtonhumane.ca for more information. Pet First Aid. To find the latest information about events, ways to make a donation, the animals that are up for adoption, and much more, visit our website at www.burlingtonhumane.ca. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to stay in touch and up to date with Burlington Humane. That's it for this episode of Burlington Humane, the podcast of the Burlington Humane Society. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Tina Hall of Hedden Forest Animal Hospital. Be sure to subscribe to Burlington Humane on iTunes. We are located at 740 Griffith Court in Burlington, Ontario. You can visit our website at www.burlingtonhumane.ca or Give us a call at 905-637-7325. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for joining us. My name is Doug. We'll see you next time on Burlington Humane. Bye-bye. My society, my society, Burlington Humane is my society.